G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. Bit of a controversial topic today, I suppose, but... I want to talk about raises, like getting a pay rise and more specifically, getting yourself a pay rise during COVID. The reason why I want to talk about this is because there is a lot of fear and panic going on right now, especially financially all around the world. And this is a reminder to those of you who have jobs, you do still have autonomy and authority over your financial future if you're willing to look at things in a different way. I am a huge advocate for people taking charge over their money mindset and for people having empowering thoughts and empowering actions that line up with that, whether you have a business, whether you are completely funded by someone or something else, or whether you work for someone else. I'm very passionate, especially about women in the workplace, but this does apply to absolutely everyone. Statistically, did you know that women make over their careers around a million dollars less than men? This is due to a number of reasons. Firstly, this is a generalization, right? But this is the general statistic is that women tend to go for jobs that don't pay as much overall in the first place. Um, More low paying jobs, not always, but yeah. And also women take more time off to care for loved ones, to raise children, to care for um, elderly parents and things like that. Also from the beginning, the get-go of their careers, women don't negotiate their salaries. They often just are grateful and accept what they have. And then finally, they don't ask for pay rises. They wait to be noticed and they wait to be seen. And so while there, you know, there are some things that we have less control over in those statistics, Definitely one thing that we do have control over is the amount we are asking for in the beginning and the amount we are asking for and consistently asking for when it comes to our jobs over the course of our careers. So this is what I want to focus on today because this conversation has been inspired by a client that I was speaking to last week and 
It's a conversation that I've been having quite regularly in the last few months. And I just want to address it because I just think that during times like this, where there's a lot of fear and a lot of panic, let's bring some potential positivity, some what is available to us kind of vibes to the whole conversation right now. I think that's really, really important. So the number one reason why people don't ask for raises is because they are afraid of failure. They're afraid to hear a no. They think it will be embarrassing. They think that it's so difficult to ask in the first place. Hearing a no would just be so bad that they would never want to ask again. And so they, instead of asking and potentially risking hearing a no, but at least you asked, they don't say anything. They don't do anything. And actually this is not just completely corporate world, having a job based concept, right? Like so many people don't even go for what they want in any area of life because they are afraid of failing. They're afraid of looking stupid. They're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of getting it wrong. They're afraid of being told no. They're afraid of messing it up publicly. And so instead of having a crack at it and seeing where it ends up and taking the pressure off yourself, needing to get it right, absolutely perfectly straight away, they don't do anything and on this problem goes. So I am very passionate about people having advocacy over their financial lives within the constraints of whatever environment that you are in. I think it's very important, especially for women. I've mentioned that already. And so here we go. Let's talk about this. So many years ago, over a decade ago, in fact, I had a mentor named Clinton Swain. We played this game in a seminar that I was in with him where we had to give someone like a $20 note or a $50 note or something. And I remember thinking at the time, I really hope this game doesn't mean I'm not getting this money back because it's like a big deal right now. The game was we had to ask the person who we gave our money to for our money back. And I remember asking and then going away and like hearing a note and asking and going away and hearing a note and coming back and going, oh gosh, this is so embarrassing. This is pointless. And after the fourth or fifth time I asked the question, I was like, oh, I'm over this game. It's so stupid. I'm not going to get my money back. This is dumb. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And then I would, you know, beg. And then I would try asking really nicely, then compliment them. And it just seemed to be not kind of working. And I didn't really like the way I was doing it anyway. I wasn't sure what was going on, why I wasn't getting a yes. And the moral of the story was we had to ask a certain number of times for exactly what it was that we wanted. And it didn't matter how we actually asked in the game. I think it does matter in real life, but in the game, it was literally ask a certain number of times for exactly what you want. And that distinction has stuck with me for, well, ever since it was over a decade ago. How often do we ask for what we want, hear a no, and then go, okay, and then walk off and don't ever ask again and don't think about it. Listen, no doesn't mean no forever. No doesn't mean no always. No doesn't mean never. No just means no for now. No could mean no, but if you do X, Y, Z, you have a far better chance of getting it. It could be no, but if you ask me in a few months time, we can have this conversation, right? So I really want to address this fear of failure first and foremost, because oftentimes people come to me for coaching and they say, you know, I really want to go for a pay rise. I really want to make more money in my job. And there's all this stuff going on in the workplace and they've announced no pay rises, which I will get to. 
what do I do? And my first question is always, well, have you asked? And they're like, "Mm, no. (laughs) And I say, well, first of all, we need to ask. We need to get you to the point where you're asking. But secondly, we need to make this a habit of yours. So it's not just a case of I get over my fear, I waltz in there and I ask for what I want and I, I never do it again. It's a case of branding yourself specifically as a type of person who is so worthwhile of getting a raise whenever you ask for one that it is expected that you do great things and you get paid for it and you do more great things and you get paid for it. Now, the thing is like a lot of people are afraid of hearing a no, but sometimes getting a raise requires a little bit of feedback, a little bit of, well, actually, if you do X, Y, Z, we'd be happy to kind of look at this. And again, people make meaning of that. Like they think, oh, I must suck. I must have failed if they don't get exactly what they want straight away. But my point with sharing this with you is that if you can take authority over when you are asking for pay rises and you are doing it consistently through your career, and if you change jobs, you are negotiating for exactly what you want and you really stand up for yourself and you advocate for yourself and you can back it up, then you can have an incredibly financially secure future life career like all of it, if you're willing to ask for what it is that you want. Let's just talk for a second about when there's kind of been an announcement, like no pay rises, right? Now I am an advocate for being respectful to policies and things like that, of course. And time and time again, I have spoken to people who want pay rises. I'm coaching them through the the scenario, the situation, and then it's announced in the company, COVID or no COVID, no pay rises this time around at your performance reviews. And people get scared off by that and they go, oh, well, I can't ask now because they've just announced no pay rises. What they're really saying is I don't want to hear a no. So often a lot of people will hear this across the board statement when actually they are perfectly poised, absolutely deserving, and it's okay to ask for a pay rise and potentially hear a no, of course, but they don't want to ask because they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to hear no. They don't want to feel like an idiot or feel like they've failed or something like that. However, when it is announced, I'm just going to reframe this for you for a hot minute because, and again, this is a little bit controversial because I know that there are people who are the people who give pay rises who will be listening and also the people who are asking for pay rises who will be listening. But sometimes... Uh, I've seen this happen enough times for me to mention it. When the company announces no pay rises, it makes it very easy to avoid a conversation where the bottom line is going to be changed by leveling up people's income and salaries in the company. And so a lot of people by default do not ask for a pay rise when it's been announced. However, what that means is Sometimes there's actually more money in the budget for people to actually get a pay rise who are willing to ask, who are willing to advocate for themselves and who have done a job that is worthy of a pay rise because nobody else is getting one. So there's plenty of money for it around, right? And I want you to think about when you're thinking about all the different potential objections that could come your way or questions that could come back your way from your leader in terms of all the reasons why it might be a no, I want you to pre-think before you go in there. What might those reasons be? And how can I advocate for myself? How can I respond to that? What's the best way to do this type of thing? So I really want you to think about that before you go in. It's really important for you to kind of be armed with these things. And if they say something like, 
well, you know, there's no pay rises. You can say, yes, I realize, but I'm also, you know, I've been doing X, Y, Z, especially during the last couple of months. There are some people I know who have been absolutely performing at their peak, working so hard during this time, covering a lot more ground than what they're used to, having to do crisis management and all kinds of things that are absolutely deserving of pay rises right now. And I want you to reframe things and think about that for yourself as well. Maybe that's you. Now, when you do ask, I want you to know that sometimes the answer will be a no and there'll be feedback that comes back at you. From a leadership perspective, when someone comes to you and asks for a pay rise, whether it's a yes or a no, if it's a no, there will be feedback for you. Maybe it's a no, never, but it's more often than not, not a no, never. It's no, not now. But if you improve X, Y, Z, we can talk about it again. And I'll be happy to review this and advocate for you to maybe someone in even more senior leadership than me. However, when somebody receives feedback from you, they go away, they take on that feedback, they do exactly what you have asked, and then they come back and advocate for themselves and ask again. It's a pretty solid argument for this person is branding themselves as somebody who gets what they want and who actually backs up their words with action. There is probably nothing more satisfying as a leader than giving someone feedback and seeing them take it on board and transform what they're doing and have better results and then come back and show you that they really were listening and they took on board what you said. It's a massive compliment to a leader for you to do so. So the reason I'm sharing that is because sometimes you will get feedback that yes, isn't yes right away, but it's yes in the future. And if you can take on that feedback on board and go away, shift whatever it is that you need to and come back and advocate for yourself, you become pretty much irresistible to being able to say no to. There are a couple of other things that are important, you know, like asking for exactly what you want and making sure that you're okay with hearing a no, but you're also going to keep asking. But when you do go away and, and really implement what has been asked of you, And then you come back and ask again and you're not afraid to hear a no. It makes it so much easier for people to give you what you want. And I know that sometimes in the world of budgets and, you know, salaries and things like that, a lot of the times leadership will get away with not giving you as much as probably what you're worth if they know they can get away with it. So if you're not going to ask for it, advocate it, kick up a stink about it, which I don't necessarily recommend, but if you're not willing to advocate for yourself, sometimes leadership teams will give you the very bare minimum of what's expected because they know that they can. And that's not a bad thing. It just is what it is. And so even more why this is so important for you to ask for exactly what you want and that's it. Now, you don't always have to be somebody who walks in and threatens to leave if they don't give you what you want, but I will just speak on that for a hot minute here. Sometimes it's a case of you've been asking for a long time and there have been many things that you've been given to as feedback and it's not changing and it's starting to really grate you in terms of your values and you know that you're not getting paid what you're worth. That's when it's worthwhile asking the question and bringing up, you know, how much would it cost to replace me right now? How much would it cost to train someone else? And that's a pretty cheeky thing to say, but sometimes it's enough to bring people back in line and remind them that they might actually lose you if they don't respect your wishes or respect the fact that you're taking on feedback and you're doing a really good job. And I wouldn't advise saying that unless you're actually serious about leaving. 
In fact, I would say don't do that if, unless you're telling the truth. But if you are actually thinking about leaving and you do realize that you've reached a point where if you're not getting what you want, it's going to have to be that way, you can say it without being threatening. You can say it without being demanding. You can say it in a way that is a bit more commanding, like commanding of attention, energy, and intention, right? You could ask the question of how much would it cost to retrain someone to do what I'm doing right now. And that perspective right there, where someone then has to think about the cost of losing you, replacing you, negotiating with somebody else, training them up, and then obviously the cost of training them and how much opportunity cost there is in work that doesn't get done efficiently in the time where you leave and someone else starts, or because you're just not getting paid what you think that you're worth and there's actually room for movement there, that can often be enough for someone to go, yeah, okay, let's let's actually have a look at this. So I wanted to touch on that right there just in case you're thinking, yeah, I have done that. I've done all the feedback stuff and it's not working. And it does require you being quite brave to kind of go in and say, hey, look, you know, <laughs> this is how it is. So overall, the main thing with asking for a pay rise is recognizing that it might not happen immediately, but you can flag it and you can brand yourself as the type of person who doesn't just accept and then hope that you'll notice them down the track. You can brand yourself as the type of person who asks, who is quite confident in themselves and also is quite okay with hearing a no because you know that it doesn't mean no forever. You know that it's not actually embarrassing. It's far better for your financial future for you to be willing to hear a no, receive feedback, improve your performance. That's better for everyone. And then obviously listening to what the common potential, like I want to say objections might be to you actually getting what it is that you want and then having some kind of reframe around it. So for example, someone might say, well, you've just had a pay rise recently and, you know, in the last six months and you could say something like, yes, and this is what has changed since then, you know, really advocate for yourself when someone does have an objection, like in any kind of sales scenario. And of course you're selling yourself right now in any kind of those scenarios, there will be objections. When someone asks you a question or wants more information or wants to know more details or wants to know why, wants you to advocate for you or whatever it is that you're selling, in this case, it's you, then it's not a bad thing. And you shouldn't see it as a sign that things are going wrong and you're not going to get what you want. I want you to see it instead, like reframe it as, well, this conversation is actually open now. This is an open conversation and it's being had. And that's a good thing. If you're so attached to needing to hear an immediate yes, here's what you get. Like, sorry, we didn't even look at it before. And here's exactly what it is that you, like, if you are expecting, it's going to be a yes, it's going to be exactly what I want. It's going to be immediately, which I will talk a little bit about expectation in a moment. But if you're expecting that right away, And you're hoping that that's what's going to happen, not because you're confident, but actually because you're so not confident that you just couldn't bear hearing a no, then you're going to feel immediately uncomfortable as soon as someone in leadership questions you or says, I don't think so, but let's talk about your performance. You're going to start feeling really nervous and you're going to feel like you're failing at it already and it's not working. So I really want you to effectively broaden your horizons and broaden your perspective on what you think it means for it to actually work. And part of that is I don't just ask once. I ask consistently. I ask 
regularly. I ask with pride. I take feedback. I take it on. I do what I've got to do. And it's not about hearing a yes straight away. It's about opening up that conversation and then flagging it for later. Because when you have this expectation of when it needs to happen by and absolutely how, or a a hope rather than an expectation, um, yeah, the minute it doesn't potentially look easy and not uncomfortable in the slightest way ever, you'll start to feel like you're already failing and you couldn't be further from that. You know, asking for what you want is not you failing. It's absolutely you winning at life, doing what you want. Even if you don't get a yes right away, every time you ask, you'll get better at asking. Every time you hear a no, you get closer to a yes because you get feedback. And of course, if you take that feedback on board, like I've already mentioned, it's such a compliment to a leader that you take it on board, you do something with it, your performance improves, and it creates a really great rapport with you and that person. Now let's talk about a couple of things that uh, you can actually do when it comes to the actual conversation. You're like, okay, I get it. I've got to ask, how do I actually do this? So firstly, little trick, when you're having a conversation with somebody about anything uncomfortable, anything that you want from them, or perhaps um, just needs to happen between you, This doesn't just apply to asking for a raise. Speak to that person like you want them to respond or speak to them in the way that you would like them to respond. And what what I mean by that is by having positive expectation of the outcome. So if you come into the conversation and you're kind of grovelly and apologetic, embarrassed, ashamed, um, feeling like I'm so sorry that I'm asking you for more money for doing this amazing job that I'm doing. There's an energy about you that says, I don't really believe in what I'm asking for. I'm afraid of hearing a no. I'm a bit of a pushover. Um, And your whole energy is just like, huh? Like this person's advocating for themselves, but I can't really, they don't seem very confident in themselves or something like that, right? But when you speak to someone in the way that you expect them to respond. You know, if you're apologetic, you're pretty much expecting them to say, no, get out of my office. But if you're happy, conversational, you're quite agreeable, right? You're not demanding. You go in and you ask for what it is that you want in a way that says, and I expect you to say yes, of course, because why would you say no to this? Like, look, (laughs) look at what I'm offering you. Uh, You get to pay me more and I get to be even greater at working for you. (laughs) And I'm just being facetious, right? But this is kind of the energy that I want you to have is just expecting a positive outcome. You effectively kind of, once again, brand yourself as someone who expects good things and therefore you set up the nature of the conversation to have a positive outcome. Even if the answer is no, not quite yet, right? It means that you are expecting that at some point it will be a yes. And that's an exciting conversation. That's a good thing to happen. This is great. This is exciting. There's movement here. And I really want you to remember that that's what you want anyway. So if you're really feeling frightened of having a conversation about this, I want you to imagine that you it's some indefinite time in the future where you've come out of the meeting and it went even better than you could possibly have ever imagined. Feel those feelings and walk into the room today with that in mind, like feel those feelings when you walk in instead of what most people do. Imagine their boss slamming their fist on the desk, getting really cranky about how dare you ask me, don't you realize there are no pay rises at the moment and getting very upset and feeling those feelings and then walking into the room. That's not what we want. 
Okay, so we want you to feel confident, calm, collected, agreeable, in rapport with the person that you're speaking to and expecting positive things. And if it's not immediate, it's going to be at some point in the future where positive things happen. This is good for you and it's good for them. So that's what I mean about expectation. These are just, I suppose, some other tips for asking for a raise. There is always and never a good time to ask for a raise. Just keep that in mind. And like I mentioned before, even when they say a company policy across the board where there's no raises, no pay rises happening, it's still okay for you to ask because you might have done something really special that deserves some recognition in some way. And if you believe that that's you, there is absolutely nothing wrong with asking the question. It's just like when, let's say, you know, someone who owns a cafe and at the bathroom near the cafe, it says, this bathroom is for staff only. And you're a patron of the cafe (laughs) and you go up to them and you say, look, I know that this is for staff only, but would it be all right if I used your bathroom right now? And they're going to say, of course, it's fine. It's a general sign. It's a general, you know, I'm giving you an example, but I want you to think of it as kind of the same when you have that kind of energy to it. It doesn't seem like such a big deal, like you're completely breaking the rules. And I get that this is kind of controversial because you want to be respectful to people but you also want to be respectful to yourself as well. It's very convenient for some companies to just say across the board when it's when everybody is scared, no pay rises and people go, oh yeah, okay, no pay rises. But I want you to think for a hot little minute about how you might reframe that. Like if your company really actually is not struggling during this time and they've said no pay rises, it might be an opportunity for you to say, yeah, okay, so let's look at what I've been doing over the past few months and let's talk about my pay and what we're doing here. So a couple of other little things to keep in mind. Firstly, I think that you want to pick a time when if you have accomplished something, like leverage that. So if something really great has happened within your company or within your work, leverage that time and ask for the pay rise, have a meeting, start the conversation, open the conversation around the same time as that. So your accomplishments are kind of marked. Keep track of the good things that you're doing. Keep track of projects that you're using or doing that kind of add a lot of value to the company. Make sure that you're logging all the good things that you're doing and the results that you're getting so that not only can you advocate for yourself, but you have real, actual, tangible results that are in line with what the company or the business wants for you or from you to say, like to really back up what it is that you want. I would also say When you're speaking to the person, whoever it is in leadership, about asking for what you want, I want you to approach it as though you're not being demanding, right? You're coming in and opening a conversation and you're advocating for yourself in a calm way. You're advocating for yourself in a way that says, I'm open to hearing feedback here, but you're also coming from it from a place of, I am worthy Like I'm worthy of the investment that you will be making in me as a person who works for you, for you to invest this money in me so that I can do the very best job that I can for you. So this isn't you groveling and asking for more because, you know, you feel like you deserve it and you're frustrated and you just want it for no reason. I really want you to think about all the reasons why you absolutely deserve it. Ideally, you're leveraging something amazing that's just happened, but you're coming from an energy of I'm absolutely worth it. You're investing in me and this is this is absolutely worth your while. This is not me wasting your time. So ideally, you will have a meeting where people can see your face. 
dress the part, look the part. And during COVID, that might just mean that you put on a nice blouse or a top and do your hair. (laughs) You might not even need to wear pants. But just so that you can have a very transparent and open conversation and you can give someone eye contact and read their body language a little bit as well. That's very important. And then finally, I would say, don't settle for less. You know, if there's something that you really want and you don't get all of it immediately, because sometimes you get a part pay rise. Sometimes you get not quite what you wanted, but a little bit there. There might not be any more room for negotiation in this particular season of pay rise, but I really want you to start getting into the mentality of, I'm going to go back again in three months and ask for more, or I'm going to go back in six months and ask for more. And don't be afraid to ask regularly for exactly what it is that you want. And depending on obviously your industry and um, what is deemed appropriate for you, you will know whatever that time period is for you. Some places it's more appropriate to ask on a more regular basis and some it's not, but really go for exactly what it is that you want and know that if you don't get it all right away, you have at least improved what you were getting before and you're closer to what it is that you want. It's better than not asking, but don't forget too, that you can also negotiate benefits. So if you're in the States, that might be health insurance. If you are in Australia, it might be superannuation is included or excluded in the negotiation within the package and whatnot. Uh, And so that's a really important thing that you can remember is to negotiate benefits or even, you know, I've even helped people negotiate where they're still earning the same amount of money, but they're working one day less during the week and still getting the same amount of work done and making the same amount of money, which means they have an extra day of the week available for them to work on their own businesses or something like that. So just keep in mind that you can be very creative with your negotiation as well. But the final thing I will say is absolutely advocate for yourself. Stand up for what you want. Ask for exactly what you want. Do not settle for less. But also know that just because you hear no once, that's absolutely not the end of the conversation. So I hope this has helped you get in a frame, a mindset frame of how important it is for you to be advocating for yourself and asking for what it is that you want, how important it is for you to be willing to hear no and still ask anyway, and how much benefit that has to your life overall in the long game and in the big scheme of things. I really hope that if you're the type of person who right now is feeling like you are deserving of a pay rise and you're really ready that you will begin to not only develop your own confidence and develop your own strategy to go in and ask for what you want, but you will do it more than once over and over and over again. And I'm so passionate about helping you be able to do that. So I hope this has helped today. Now I want to hear from you. What is the one thing that holds you back from getting a pay rise right now or asking for a pay rise right now? Is it that you just don't ask? Is it that you don't ask regularly enough? You know, what is it for you? I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening in. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open. See you in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot. You could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, 
you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and say yes. I'll see you soon.